great Scott. I got a bad feeling about this. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Han Solo. I've been waiting for this day for a long time. Can't wait. Let's get this is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. I'm hearing nothing. Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Hopefully everybody can hear hear us as we begin our number three 800-919-3776 is going to be part of the conversation at Barton Hahn of course on Twitter and Instagram as well All right, as we work through this third hour and we focus on what we're seeing happening in New York I see Adam Wainwright still <laughs> giving the Mets nightmares all those years later think about all the places my friend Russ Bankston tweeted this it was hilarious all the places Carlos Beltran has been since that infamous moment in Mets history <laughs> and here's Adam Wainwright last night still with the Cardinals still just you know just dominant uh, just uh, that was amazing last night yeah, that was so Aaron bad. Judge comes through when you needed him when you needed him most and whatever this season ends up being for the Yankees I think at least for a- Aaron Judge you come away saying to yourself I can stay healthy I got this guy yeah, right? I stay healthy. I don't know what I got in Glaber Torres, who's no longer playing shortstop, but I got this guy. I know an Aaron well, Judge. You got this guy. You got that guy for how long, though, because you got to make a commitment to this guy that's getting 30 years old. And it's always crazy when you get close to contracts how healthy you end up remaining and being able to stay healthy the entire year. He's a talent, no doubt. But at the age of 30, he, is he a fundamental, foundational piece that you're going to give 300 plus million? Because, I mean, if Lindor got what he got, then Judge, that's like the, that's the floor. But yeah. judge. I mean, and look, you have basically, as I said, you have him. Whatever happens now from this point forward with the Yankees remains to be seen, of course. But needed him in a big spot, and he came through in a big spot. And as I've said before, I feel like the Yankees have more of a character issue than they do a talent issue. You can say all you want about the pitching and the injuries and all that other stuff, but there is also something to be said about the core of this team. When they've been great, they've had this character core that has always sort of stabilized the team and been a standard bearer. They do not have that right now. Aaron Judge is one piece. They need more. And that's how I would look forward to in the offseason. Find more people that will upgrade the character core of this team. But... As we get into, of course, the Giants play Thursday, so we'll spend a lot of time on them more tomorrow uh, and after that, setting up for what's going to be a very important game for them and Washington on Thursday night to begin week two. But I thought something interesting that you mentioned yesterday as we were discussing the Jets part that I want to get to here real quick, and that is Denzel Mims. Now, Corey Davis, we knew, was signed to be the big target, right? Right. For Zach Wilson. I like to me again. It's who the other receivers are going to be for him. His favorite targets: Elijah Moore, also drafted young. All right, obviously it's their, lot, their type of guy. It's their learn. guy. It's their guy, though. Yeah, but you mentioned Denzel Mims. 
who I know in the offseason, was it food poisoning? Yeah, food, it was food poisoning, lost, lost, lost 12 pounds. It's eight behind his sticks. Yeah. He had one target. He made the catch. It was a 40-yard catch, too. It was a huge play. Mm-hmm. And you kept saying, like, where is he and why wasn't he playing? It was all Davis Berrios, basically, and Yeah, and, Braxton and Berrios, man. Come on, man. So, so I thought it was great that Robert Sala, who's weekly on the Michael K Show, was on yesterday. And it was definitely a question I was hoping would be asked. And, of course, the guys never fail. They did ask the question about Denzel Mims and why he didn't get more reps. And I want you to listen to Sala's answer and tell me if you buy it or not. Where Denzel can really elevate his game and his availability is when you're when you're not when you're the number four receiver and you're I shouldn't say four but when you're rolling in and you're the next man in and all that stuff you've got to know all three spots the Z, the Z the F the X so you can get in there so when the Z needs a break you're jumping in when the F needs a break you're jumping in when the X needs a break you're jumping in and um, and so he's he can really help himself out by knowing all of, all of those positions, which he's been doing a good job of. He's getting there. And so when those opportunities do come, now your your rep count's elevating because you're always jumping in there. You're doing what you need to do, and uh, you're reliable from a uh, from a, a play calling standpoint. But you know, in the fourth quarter when the offense started rolling, that's when he started getting his snaps. Came in, did a nice job, made a nice play, and uh, and hopefully we can get him involved more. Start getting his snaps. He got one play, didn't he? Or three? I don't know how many. Play play- one target. Now he was in for a few plays, Bro, but he got one target. This this is the thing, right? Like, understand that this is a, still a young football player. Like, usually that's an onus you put on a veteran to know all four spots. How are you asking a rookie to know all four spots when the veterans don't know all four second spots? Year. Yeah, second year. Last year, does last year even count? This is for, this is second year in yeah, his second. For most of and it's his second season. Right, so like I'm sure. So you telling me Elijah Moore knows all the spots, or you kind of said, "Hey, this guy's the guy that's going to start because these guys fit our style." What I want to see is if Lafleur can take a guy that doesn't fit his typical profile for a receiver, a yak guy. When you think about what they had in, in San Francisco with Samuels, with a nuke, they had all kind of twitchy yak guys. This guy's a bigger guy. He's a Robbie Anderson type of guy. He's a guy that can run down the field, stretch the field. He's a huge uh, catch radius target. He's a guy that performed well, and this is always what I always worry about. How many of those catches did we see in week one, by the way, around the league? We saw a lot of those high points, didn't we? Yeah. We saw a lot of guys go up and get it against defenders. And I saw Elijah Moore, and I saw Corey Davis drop some balls that their quarterback needed them to make plays on. All All I'm saying is, this guy's a talented football player. Um, I think he's just as good as uh, Chase Claypool. But sometimes if his particular size or his his style or the way he plays because he's bigger and he's not twitchy, doesn't fit your system, then you need to fit your system to him. Because at the end of the day, we know that he can make contested plays. We know that he's different than any of the, of the other guys because of his size-speed combination. Being 6'2", being able to run a 4-3-40, that put, creates pressure and that opens the fill up for everybody. If he's taking the top off the defense, grabbing a safety, you can do a lot of things with that. And I don't want to hear that you know he needs to work on learning this and that. Then tell him to first start at learning one spot. Like the fact that he's just a fourth receiver well, to it's me, clear. it's that's what he is. Right? It's, it's, right. He it's and he slipped de- up. I think he it's said, a depth he, chart thing, Bart. I think Braxton Berrios. Braxton Braxton Berrios is it isn't that Braxton Berrios? Listen, guy, though. Braxton Berrios is not half the player of Denzel Mims, but he but he not does Denzel I Mims know. in there. Listen, though. but he but listen, but he's able to do some things that maybe Mims can't do 
But if Mims at at six two four three, he can catch bubble screens. That's all Braxton Berrios doing. Braxton Berrios is a glorified punt returner. He's not a guy that's going to really create you know issues for everybody else. So what happens to Braxton Berrios when Crowder comes back? There's no need for Braxton Berrios because right. whatever Braxton Berrios does, Crowder does better. Crowder right? Spot, Elijah right? Moore, if he so if he if he has it all figured out, then let Elijah Moore sit up there and go into the slot when Mims comes in. Let all those guys do the heavy lifting until he's ready to do the lifting. So put him in the slot and let him play the position and let him be dominant at the one thing that he's good at, which is stretching the field, being able to high point the ball. So he he, he had a great game against the, the Patriots last year. You might want to look it up. You might want to use him because Joe Flacco found, uh, found him a lot against, that, that, uh, against the Patriots. So he's a guy that can do something that other people can't. You have to respect his speed so it allow Corey Davis, it allow Elijah Moore, it allow Crowder to really eat in those intermediate routes. And you know it'll be a, what's interesting is of course this this now matchup with the Patriots not only two rookie quarterbacks but yeah. it's a big game for both teams. Both now. teams you Staring can't go over in this division, no doubt about it. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six is the number. Let's go to Van in New York to start us off. Van, hey, how are you guys? Good. Um, first of all, I'm a long suffering uh, Jet fan, and mm, Bart, to the thank you for your service. Uh, you know, you, you you made us proud, I mean, in the dismal 50 years that I've been following. But uh, the reason I'm calling is I think we're all losing uh, focus on the, the, the one person that could have slowed the game down for Zach and slowed the defensive line down, which is LaFleur. LaFleur did nothing to help the offensive line and help Wilson. He didn't call any slants. No bubble screens, no misdirections. All he did, he was predictable. It, it was supposedly a West Coast offense, but I saw nothing of it. He could have dink and dunked um, all day long with, with, uh, with the linebackers and, and the defensive line, you know, pinning their heels back and, and just rushing Wilson and, and basically taking his head off. I mean, it was deplorable. And, and I'm disappointed in Salah who I'm very optimistic about, but he put the, he put the blame on the offensive line and, and on Wilson and everybody, but he didn't say anything about the floor or himself. I mean, it's pitiful. I don't know. I mean, I get all the complaints. They were down two scores. But you don't abandon a run being down two scores. Were they getting anything with the right. run? They weren't the, trying. The line they, wasn't getting them any help. They weren't going they behind ran. Becton, which doesn't make any sense. Before Becton got hurt, they were still yeah. running to the right side. The right side was the bigger yeah. issue of this line. Yeah. No, the but, inside of this line, which well, has barbe- really been bad. garbage juice yeah. for the last two years. You think about Van Roden and Van Govern. Like, I, I don't want no Van. Well, Montgomery and Van Govern. Listen, I am not going to call you by your real name if you play <laughs> that bad. I don't want people to know your real government to come start looking for you. But he's, they, he's been bad for two years, man. Like, that center to Guard is a is a position that they're going to have to address in free agency and in in, in, in the draft. And Vera Tucker because, hardly had a training camp, you know, like really wasn't available a lot. So well, throwing the rookie in there too, like to you know, he he obviously it was new to him. I mean, the, and then they lose Becton, which is a major concern. But, but you slow the game down, though. You slow the game down by running the ball. Listen, they're trying to run play action when they haven't even established a run. Like the linebackers are look and listen, man. That inside, listen. I was just watching the clip, kind of yeah. just as I always pull up the stats, yep. but games when we were talking about it. I'm looking at dudes like, I'm talking about run over Van Gover, step on his chest, and chase you know, the rookie. Like, Listen, we learned one thing, that Zach Wilson is tough, right? But listen, how long can he stay tough? 
right? Because when you worry about him taking six sacks and hits, like he's not a big kid. And you know if he gets hurt, what the hell is behind him? What's behind him? Nothing. Like it's not a Flacco behind him. It's not a Nick Foles behind him. It is nothing. You can't afford, obviously. I mean, look. So we need to figure out how to keep He can't get hurt. We all know that. We're all concerned about it. Joe Douglas made a promise to Sam Darnold's parents, if Mm. you remember. I will protect him. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do everything I can to protect him. Right. I will will protect him. And then what? Didn't. He had him seeing ghosts. Well, Kalissi I love Joe Douglas, but your guy... Has well, got, I mean, we're all over. He, we're he, all over he, Dave Gettleman. He tried what to get Khalil. He tried to, to get all Khalil the sunlight off the off the. Like, yeah, yeah, he, was, he he was he was at was that point. That, at that point, he was eating portion plates. He had probably dropped like twenty pounds. Yeah. Had to start taking him the, the weight gainer once he called him up. Eight million dollars. Hold up. Yeah. Give me a shake. <laughs> Give me a shake. <laughs> extra extra, happens, extra right? almond butter. How much you gonna pay me? All right. Yeah, Shit. I can gain some weight real quick. And then a Kalechi simulator. That thing was crazy. We oh god. And then he goes on to play in the Super Bowl. But I mean, think about it. We give Dave Gettleman a lot of grief about his offensive line and the issues that he has there. Joe Douglas has got to get this right, man. Yeah, well, and, and we know in the draft, I, I have not I, look. Becton, we know was was a hit. It's just unfortunately, and Vera Tucker is a hit too. Vera Tucker, well, I mean, we don't know yet. I we'll find out. A lot of people are high on him, but we don't know yet. Even Morgan Moses, that was that was good. Why didn't he play? It's, because, a, because, it's because, affecting getting hurt from the getting the game. What's the reason? Because there? because they said that him and Morgan was was fighting it out in fat. Listen, fat, they want more athletic guys. And to me, Becton and, and, and Morgan are more Stand like still, man. Yeah, they're yeah. more man. Like come downhill. Like we ain't trying. Movers. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. Try, I'm not trying to get to your outside shoulder and I'm sideways and I'm fighting with you guys trying to square up. Nah, I'm going to come downhill. I'm going to come off this double team. And when this linebacker take that false step, I'm going to be sitting there waiting for him to hit him in his temple when he comes down. So I don't know. Like I feel like they have to adjust. And I always hate like when you go going back to the Mims things. Uh-huh. Like I hate when like new coaches come in and they just hate what the previous regime brought in, right? It's like you almost want to say like like you don't want to admit you want to bring in your type of guy. So Corey Davis was your guy, Moore is your guy, Crowder's a guy that's still been around. Like you have to embrace Mims. That's what you got. That's what you inherited. You don't tell me what he can't do. Tell me what he can do. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what he don't know. Tell me what he do know. Put him out there because we know at the end of the day he's talented enough to beat somebody's third best corner, or he's he's good enough to beat your best. Corner corner like put him in situations to do what he does well and then we'll build out from there that's what Bill Belichick does so well guys may have deficiencies and flaws but how can he work within my system to give me what I need if it's only at a limited basis I felt like we saw a lot of throws this weekend from quarterbacks that I mean they 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 were come on Patty Mahomes Patty Mahomes come on felt like some yolos yeah like come on Tyreek Hill come on man come on some of those felt like yolos that yeah the Tyreek Hill play was felt like a a a helicopter but we're all giving we're all giving credit to what a throw I mean I mean even Carr. The winner last night? Yeah, he knew that I was cover zero. He knew, no, no, he knew that was cover yeah, zero. He yeah, just yeah. threw it up. Yeah, he threw it up. Go get it. Make a play. So there were a couple of times in one-on-one that you had Corey Davis. And, you know, there were a few. There was that, I'll never forget. It's the one that he's kind of turned a little bit and he just can't make the play. We know Zach Wilson's got the arm. Right. He can get it there. You just need guys that can now have the radius to go up and get it. That, that's what you want to see. You give him a little bit of time. Yeah. Protect him so he's not getting knocked around. I mean, he talked about having a little bit of whiplash yesterday. Yeah, they said he's okay, but still, yeah. I don't like that. You know, everybody's yeah. going to go try to get after him. He's got to he's got to move, 
But you've got to have guys that are going to go up and get the ball. Because what, what, what is Bill going to do, right? He's going to take away your best player, right? So that would, let's assume that that's Corey Davis. Then who's the next best player that he's going to try and take away? He's going to probably try and take Griffin. away Elijah Moore yeah. or he's going to try and take away Crowder. Well, guess who's going to get the favorable matchup? That's Mims. That's your third guy. Mm. I think your third guy is just as talented as your first guy. You just don't want to admit it as far as the talent basis. Like, so this would be weeks where I'm like, okay, who won the game for the Raiders yesterday? Was it Waller? No. Was it, I mean, was, was, it Zay, what, was it Zay Jones? No. 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 It's when 83 started yeah. getting busy. Mm-hmm. And who was he going against? The barbecue chicken alert dude. Right? You always, listen, you the go fish. with your best. Yes, you exactly. You go with your best matchup. And your best matchup could be Denzel Mims against whoever the Patriots' third or fourth corner is. We know that, that, that Stephon Gilmore yeah. is not there. So that's one, diluted. Right? Yeah. Two. So who's the third or fourth guy? That's what I want to see, man. I want to see them run the ball downhill. Right, because at the end of the day, when I turn on the film and I watch what the San Francisco 49ers are doing, they're just running the ball downhill. Guys aren't getting touched. Like I want to see that established. I don't. Again, I, I I don't know what the potential of this offense is. We know there's not a, a lot of expectations for the Jets overall. They got talented players. Don't tell me that that Davis isn't a talented player. Crowder's proven in his league, so I don't want to let them off the hook like they're just. And Croft and ta- Griffin are pretty good yes. as far as we see. I don't want to talk about their. I want to. I don't want to say like they're talent deficient. You know what I mean? Coleman is, is, but, is a good But the good question mark was the quarterback and would he be ready? And He, looks, watching, he looks ready. He's fine. He looks like he's got an arm, right? Everybody that has watched him, everybody that's reviewed the game, I, I, haven't heard, I have not heard from a single person that has watched Zach Wilson, whether it's preseason or even in week one, that has said, oh, no, no, it's going to be a while, or he's not ready, or he's got issues. Yeah. Everybody looks into it like, no, no, his kid's got an arm. Yeah. He's got an arm. You got to figure out how to get open. Yeah, Michael Carter, right? Michael Carter, we expect big things from Elijah Moore, right? I the understand that they're young, but we're, we're dependent on them. They were supposed to be the guys that were mismatches, right? He, you know, Michael Carter was supposed to be the third down guy. Elijah Moore was the guy that everybody said was going to be the breakout star, probably potentially rookie of the year. You had former players, well, not former players, but you had players from other teams talking about Elijah Moore, how talented he is. We need to see that. We need to see that, man. Yeah. Put up or shut up. I'm tired of hearing about potential. It's time to start looking better and winning better and playing better. 800-919-3776, of course, is the number. At Barton Hunt on Twitter. Can New York have good things? Part. Can New York sports have good things? Well, what do you mean? Because the Yankees suck right now. The Mets, well, I don't they, know what the, the hell's Yankees, going the on. The Yankees at least salvaged that. Hey, well, but what are, they, well, but, 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 <laughs> really, what are they doing, right? What are we, like, really, what are we talking about? Of course. What, what, of what course, after I, after I rip on, on Gary Sanchez, naturally he comes up as the hero with the game-winning yeah, hit. Any, 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 any block you from Twitter. Like, you, uh, you, like you, I you, care? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you're no love. Your code there doesn't work anymore. But what I'm saying is, can we have Not good interested. things? Can we have good things, man? Like, come on, man. Like, between the Jets and the Giants, man, I'm tired. Listen, it's like four football seasons, four, like four years later. <laughs> and it's the same damn thing, man. I want to see something different, man. Come on, it man. It does feel like. This, like- I, this New York football better not be 0 4 when we come in here Monday. As, oh, it's going down. As I said earlier, going down. we were talking to Doc Gooden. It's like, before we talked to Gooden, I was mentioning the 30 for 30 tonight that starts on ESPN, right? Once Upon a Time in Queens. Yeah, once about Upon the 86, a Time in New York. Well, right? that's what it, about the 86 Mets. And I said, we, we in New York have really become, like, we have now a library of all this the nostalgia King. from when we used to be good as a city. When we used to have good things, when we used to be good. Because it's been a de- like I can't say it enough. It's been a decade. Like, it's hard to believe, but I don't know if we notice this. We now, because it's so available to us, are more likely to watch like stuff from the past because it's more appealing 
than what the current teams are giving us. Yeah. So that's like tonight. You'll watch this tonight, and you'll sit back, especially Mets fans, and you'll you'll enjoy it because it's nostalgia. It's fun if you weren't old enough to be around to have seen it. You get to watch it and see the good like, old days. The good old days of a team that like would fight, and a team that was nasty, and a team that actually was really good too, super talented. In fact, you could argue that that team was probably – the most, what would you say, the the most underperforming of the great teams in the history of New York. Yep. They should have won way more than should one. Should have at least two. Yep. They all know it. They got one, which is nice. But they should have had two at the very least. But they were their own worst enemy, of course. But it's just like we, ha- that's what we, we do. We live in nostalgia now because it's all we've got. And the hope is in oh, whatever young team comes next. And then, of course, your favorite team, the Brooklyn Nets, who actually have real talent and stars. Nobody cares. But No, but the problem is, though, are you willing to put your money down? All your money down on the Nets winning a championship. I have to. I just, I just want to parade. You man. have to. I need something. Listen, it's. But do you, do you believe that much in them? Like think about all the teams right now. I do. Would you put your money down on the Yankees this year winning a World Series or the Nets winning the I'm NBA title? The Nets would have won the title last year if they would just would've, would've, if they would have just had they were a toe, if they, a if toe they, away. If they would have just had a healthy hamstring, like just one, right? But now they went and got reinforcements. Patty Mills, Aldridge coming back. Listen, so now whatever Joe Harris does or don't do, we don't have to worry about it because he couldn't hit the He's ocean. Still stay healthy. He couldn't hit the ocean inside the Titanic. Still if he was shooting from, yeah, you do, healthy. but I feel a lot better that maybe two can stay healthy. So you trust and Patty Mills? You trust the Nets to win a championship? I trust the Nets. I'm all in year. on the Nets. I'm all on the Nets. All right, so the Nets win a championship this year. You trust way more than the Yankees winning a World Series. Yankees got nothing for us, man. Listen, that is too deficient. Like they don't have a closer. They need to figure out how to find a closer for next year. I'll tell you what. I think Chappie's all done. This is ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Bart got some sad news. What happened was a New York institution shutting down. I don't know if it's an institution, but I mean, it, it became a place. Yeah. So Walt Frazier tweeting a thank you for your patronage throughout the years at Clyde Frazier's Wine and Dine permanently closed. Wow. Said it was wonderful meeting and greeting with you for over nine years. Yeah. So it was a spot on the west side. I think it was like 38th and what was it, 10th, and 11th, 10th, something yeah, like that, yeah, 10th, right? right? Um, and and a fun spot had a battle. You and I shot right. We shot a commercial there. Yeah, we shot a commercial there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We doing trick shots off the wall. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That was fun. The nice rotation I, splash. I, le- I learned that uh, you know if we ever were going to do some two on two, that yeah, you're my guy. Shaking bake. 100%. You hear that, Candy? I'm his guy. No twin towers. He want a little irking jerk. Little Isaiah Thomas Jr. Uh, phrasing. Never mind. Um, but yeah, I, um, I just, phrasing. But it was like. Yeah, it was just a cool spot. It was fun, man. The food, was, the food was actually good though, hey, too. The Clyde Burger, yeah, yes, sir. yeah, man. It was just a cool spot. You could go like to me. Like I actually told perfect, lo- perfect location too. Not the Hudson Yards is open up too. Yeah, yeah. I think it probably was a little early, and then the, p- the pandemic obviously affected a lot of people's yeah. businesses. But that one the most because it really just shut down all of a sudden, and um, they just never were able to kind of get traction Recover, back. Yeah. And you know, you're getting fans now back in the arena. I mean, the Garden location wise is the closest place. Right. With the garden it wasn't close easy to, to get there yeah. from the Garden. You yeah. know, it wasn't like you could just either take one stop on a subway. There's no stop over there and yeah. to park wasn't great. So, you know, probably got affected. But if you did take the time, which I did many times, to walk over there and just spend some time, mm-hmm. Clyde was always there, always greeting you. 
Uh, just a unique place. It had the basketball court inside, which was always fun. Play some yeah. horse, have some beers. Come on, Bezos. Open it, open it back up, Bezos. This is an institution. Bezos, Somebody open it up, baby. some money into that deal, right? Yeah, so Clyde announcing that just a few minutes ago. Uh, on Twitter. Well, we love you, Clyde. That's my Get to the calls night. in a moment at 800-919-3776. But wanted to just mention this. Um, the Athletic reports uh, a little about an hour ago that the Houston Rockets uh, have mutually agreed uh, to work with John Wall and trying to find him a new home. Work? We're I mean, that, that basically is like the Rockets don't want John Wall. And John Wall doesn't really want to be there either. After he, so he's going to come to training camp, but he's not going to play. Is this a thing in Houston now? <laughs> like, like no one, just no played, one just we would just show up at camp so we don't get fined. Houston, but no period. one plays. Houston, period. This is Houston as a as a, as a, as a whole. Well, again, Deshaun, James Harden, and now you got John Wall. Is remember, anybody, remember, remember can Carlos that, Correa decide he doesn't want to be there anymore? <laughs> Maybe the, the Yankees could get him. Yo, remember all that energy too that that him and Boogie had when James Harden said he wanted to be there. How, how dare you? Meanwhile, you're trying to get yourself out of there less than than a year later. So how dare you, John yeah, Wall? Yeah. Teach me how to Dougie. Listen to this. So two years and ninety one million left on his deal with a forty seven million dollar player option, but not this coming season, but the one after. So he gonna opt in? Of course. Uh, that money. Would you? Forty seven <laughs> million. Yeah. No, nah, I'm all set. I'm good. Like, of course you're opting in. So you know whoever is like, think about this. They're trying to get a trade. They're trying to make a trade for him. Who the hell is trading for him? Cleveland. Who? Cleveland. And I don't want to hear a da- don't one damn Nick fan. How about the Knicks? You always do this. Don't. This is not something. Who got that, a bad contract? Who got a bad contract? I out can't there? even think of a place that would make sense. There's not a single place because some places other than Cleveland, have young guards. Other than Cleveland. No, because you know a, when no. you're bad, if you can get draft picks and trade outright, oh. and, and you can trade Kevin Love and that bad contract. Kevin Love, another guy, Kevin Love. Yeah, he doesn't want to buy out either. Oh, the Rockets have already said they're not going to buy him out. Right, so they're so, not buying him out. So you have to. So you have to match the money. Right, I mean, right now you look at Cleveland; they got three. Kevin big. Love doesn't want to buy out. Cle- Cleveland, got he's like got eight. two years and sixty million left. That makes. That, I mean, that. I mean, you think about it; you blush compared to two years at ninety million. So, so I'm sending Kevin Love, and I'm sending somebody else too. For what? Colin Sexton, bye. Mm. Like you got to make the money match, right? Oh god! Don't you have to make the money match? Listen, oh, yeah, you have to make the money. They, they, match. they got Jared Allen. Mobley, they got a million love. centers. Like they got five centers. Yeah. Like in a, in a world when you, people are trying to get smaller and play and play positionless basketball. Yeah, there's one all, position. All, it's not yeah. positionless. It's yeah. one position. <laughs> the Cavaliers, hey. the Cavaliers are trying to win uh, the rebounding t- title. Or well, something. They definitely will. They're going to miss a lot of shots. They might as well get some guys that can rebound <laughs> them. But no, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know, like who is training for him. The only bad contract Ooh. is Kevin Love out there. So that's the only partner that you probably have that they want to get rid of Kevin Love. Remember last year they threw the ball at him. He just let it fall. Well, that yeah. Well, we, he, well, he we had yeah, we had him. Yeah, but we had, but it happened. Yeah, but he apologized. It didn't make it didn't make the it didn't make Cleveland like him anymore. No, no. But I mean, wouldn't you reach a point late in your career and you're like, what are we doing? Bro, he knew what he was doing. These guys? When LeBrick when LeBrick left, he knew it was going to be all downhill from there. Well, he oh, so he shouldn't take the extension. No, nah, no, nah, I don't want the money. Are you crazy? Yeah, of course take, you take the take money. the extension. But look what happened. I told you what I told Detroit. Detroit's like, here's a blank check. I said, no, thank you. They told me, here's a blank check. Fill it out how you want to fill out. I told them, no, thank you. You mean, so what, like what, if you would have, so the Lions were going to bring you in and you said no. Yep. What could you, what, like, just like hypothetical. What, what number would you have given them? It would have been like, it would have been like 10 to 11 a year, which was a lot. It would have had to be like five. Now, when was this? 
This was 2009. So like so before you came to the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was negotiating, they was like, "Hey, Detroit's like Detroit's in on you." Like uh, they said, "Right, Jets." You saw Larry Foote went there and left the next year. You saw Damon Woody gave money back <laughs> yes, to become a free agent to come play with the Jets. He's like, "No, hell no. This is this is some old other stuff." <laughs> Oh man! That's why I tell you guys, Matthew Stafford. You know, he's the only one to ever escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> Everybody else either retired or exactly. Barry Sanders like, you know what? I, I'd rather not play football. <laughs> Calvin Johnson's like, Calvin man, Johnson. I'm gonna go. He's like, I'm gonna go get high and smoke all this weed because y'all got my body banged up because y'all been run throwing the ball to me into triple coverage. Oh I'm my out. God. Let's take Let's take Dave in Middletown. Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Jets receivers. So you guys were hitting on uh, mm-hmm. Denzel Mims earlier, yep. and I think from a fan perspective, everybody else kind of realizes a little bit curious what's going on there with Denzel Mims. But all the reports coming out of camp are that he's not even like you know Barr was talking about matchups with him as like the third receiver. Reports are coming out that he's fifth or sixth on the depth chart behind Keelan Cole behind Crowder and behind Braxton Berrios. But he's better than all of them. Those are slack guys. But does does it tell right. you that so maybe like, he's not physically ready yet to play a lot of reps? I mean, could it be that, Bart? Hey, you see, that dude's put together. I don't know if you ever no, been no, around he, Denzel Mims. You didn't see the story about how like well y'all gave food him food poisoning. poisoning. Yeah, but if, even before that, true, from, the, he, from it was from there. From the facility? Yeah, from the facility. of some oh, salmon. That's right. Some bad fish. First of all, you lucky I ain't suing y'all. Well. Give me some bad fish, man. All right. Salmon cakes. But I mean, <laughs> salmon cakes. But there's got to be a, more of a reason. Bro, we know the talent it is It can't there. be just like, Listen, well, we know he's no, good, but no, we're not no, going to no, play no, him. No, no, it's like, it's like when you come in, right, and you're somebody else's guy, and you're brought in to, to, to fill in a particular role for another team, and they're having problems trying, I think, figure out what he is or where he plays within their system because they want their receivers as guys who can catch the ball and do a lot of yak yards. Well, he's, he's, he's similar to Robbie Anderson. Right. He's a he's a vertical threat, mm-hmm. right? And the Robbie Anderson is thriving. You find a way to give him vertical shots. Because guess what? When you're running with him and he's four three and he's pulling away from you, but also he's taller than you, just throw it up. Because guess what? He's going to be balanced. He's going to have his weight underneath to be able to jump. Because one, the the corner or the DB is going to be in distress because they can't keep up with the four three speed. Then he's taller than them, so he can moss them. Because you know, you ever played against somebody that was taller than you, and you got a time you'll jump up perfectly. Uh, yeah. they, but they can be imperfect, right? right? So he's a guy that can be imperfect. So I don't understand why we don't give him three to four shots a game. Just run, just go. And even if he's not, put him in motion and see him see if he can run down and create some separation. It'll be interesting to see what they do this weekend. Of course, you know, like like I mean, this is it. I know talent when I see it. I know that guy can play some you, football. You believe you believe that he, they should? I be think he's him more. Chase Claypool. That's who I believe he is. Really? Yes. He made th- a hell of a catch. This I weekend. think he's that right. And what? And how he, was it? He yeah. was all covered up. Yep. And a DB because he's so tall. No, he just dunked. He on just him. yeah, just yoke on him. Throw, yeah. throw it up, Pep. Yeah. Throw it up, Pep. Watch me. Do- you got mossed. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool last night. What did you? What did you think? I know you were miserable about the the end of the game, but the the, the Ravens losing, I know, yeah, bothered d- d- you disrespect more than anything. Yeah. But come on, though. Like it just it, it the, the entire game though the way it started the kind of like sloppy Derek Carr looked like it was just this like a couple of times this weekend I went from one extreme to another from the start of the game I mean three hours later I was th- like like you just did it before right I was right later. oh the Browns are gonna win the Super Bowl three hours later yeah uh, yeah no the Browns are gonna brown 
Yeah. Like the same thing about the Raiders. It's like, yeah, oh, the Raiders oh, going Raider. once again, That's the Raiders what I've been saying suck. Their car is overrated. Three hours later. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're so good. That's just, that's just like, see, I hate that, man, because that was, I think that was from a schematic standpoint where they lost that game. Lamar Jackson did exactly what he's supposed to do when he went down there and got the field goal to go ahead. And all they had to do, man, is not play the world's dumbest defense, prevent, prevent you from winning. <laughs> Like, just go ahead and put the pressure on. Whenever you do the three-man rush and they got five people blocking, I don't care if it's only three people in the route, you're going to find a hole in the zone, right? Guys are going to go and it turns to scramble drill. Jeez. But what were we talking about? I forgot what the initial was. I went off on a tangent. Well, you were, you were going on and on and on about, about Denzel Mims. I mean, we get it. You think he's good. Yeah, I think you, he we, should. I we think, get it. You think he's good and he should be playing more. I think he should be playing a lot more. But it's just who. And like I always say this. In front of who? In front of Keelan Cole. Listen, I don't listen. I'm one of the dudes. I didn't play. I'm, well, I'm willing to name names. Braxton Berrios, go take your Slot ass to see. I don't care what he is. So, what is Denzel Mills? What is Elijah Moore? I know he plays on the outside, but put his little ass in the middle. I want that horse. I want that quarter horse. I want that 6 2, 2 15, 4 3. Did you hear what I just said? You I understand did. it? The words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> 6 Hunda. 2, 6 3, 2 15, yep. 4 3. Listen, I'm I don't a liar. If he, listen, I'm just going to send him deep. I mean, I, decoy boy. I don't care. Keep running. I want him like Forrest Gump. Everywhere I was going, I was running. <laughs> Run, Everywhere I was going, I was right. running. I want him just running deep route at the deep. I want him to wear that tight that that corner out. Like coach, this dude just keep running deep. And hey. once and soon and soon as he slip and and, and uh get a step on him. Ew. I'm throwing it. We'll see if they make the adjustment. I'll tell you what, the one catch he did have though was pretty damn spectacular. Yeah, one for forty, really. This is ninety-eight point seven. ESPN. Hey, so Bart, uh, the Saints have um, now eight members of the organization tested positive for COVID. Where were they at? Yeah, and now it's of course there's some concern about the, you know their game against the Panthers. I think it's only one. It's six offensive coaches, one player, and a nutritionist. <laughs> Sound like they were out eating. Yeah, and just all the offense guys. And going guess out where together. they were? Florida man yeah. strikes again. Remember they played they played in Jacksonville. <laughs> And by the way, we just talked to Derrick Henry earlier in the show, right? And they went through that. Now, he didn't, but they're, Mike Vrabel it was nine members of the coaching staff and players that tested positive <laughs> after they played who? Uh, Tampa. Where? And Florida. Yeah, and they went out to dinner. What was Ryan Suckup? Went out to dinner with a bunch of guys. Yeah, like, way to go, Suckup. He just spread the disease. But, but like, think about this. It's, I mean, that's the common th- – it's just – I don't know. Florida. That's a common three, man. Remains to just be that team. Uh, another quick headline in the NFL. Um, so, you did you see that skirmish on the sideline between uh, the Chiefs and the Browns? Where oh yeah, push the coach Greg Lewis. Yeah, coach better. Yeah, yeah, coach better back up, man. Don't be running up on me, bro. Right, Ronnie Harrison got thrown, but he got ejected because yeah. he shoved the coach. But the coach, coach first pushed him first. Pushed it. Well, he thought. I think he looked like he was because there was a player or two on the floor. Don't the matter. Ground. Let us figure that out. You listen. This is supposed to be. Listen. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. All right. So, do you think he should face discipline because Brown Center J.C. Treader believes so? He, he should. He, he, he should. Like what's He's good a coach. For the player should be good for the coach. He's an administrator. He got involved. Right. He wasn't supposed to get involved. It was no need for him to touch. His player, another team's player. You don't put your hands on somebody else's players. Like you back up because you put your hands on me, then I'm assuming that you don't mean well and you're trying to get me up out of there. So I'm gonna push you back. He should have ejected his neck. He should have made him look like a pass dispenser. I'd have grabbed him by his, by his collar and shook him like a rag doll. You ever have those in, anything like that happen in a game where you're on the sideline and you know oh, everybody Pete, gets involved? No, 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 no. Because no, no. What do you mean by no, nah, no? Nah? 
No, no, no. I never did all that. No, I don't say you did. I'm just saying, did anything ever like you ever have something like that? Where no, no. I tried to. I tried to punch Bill Cowher in the chin. What? Yeah. When? He was talking stuff. Like this was earlier. I was a special teamer. Then he put James Harrison on me. I'm like, I don't care about him. You can, he can get some too. I'm the can man. It's all good. <laughs> I'm the can man. Oh, I, man. I think I called him Sergeant Slaughter, something like that, because he had that big chin. I got <laughs> punch in yeah, your chin. He does. He did have that look. But like you know, he was you, younger. You know, they redid the old. Um, you know, Snake Eyes just came out. They're gonna be looking for an extra to look like Sergeant Slaughter. Sar- <laughs> the, the, the real Sergeant Slaughter look a little too old right now. So that means Eddie <laughs> Coward can make some extra cheese. Yeah, so so the Mets lose seven nothing last night to the Cardinals. Now the Cardinals obviously very much in the hunt for a wild card. The Mets chasing at least like the Cardinals plus a bunch of other teams, but it's Adam Wainwright who was on the mound and absolutely had a day. I mean, it just shut out performance from him, a throwback. And it's hard not to remember, of course, the the famous, you know, incident or or infamous moment uh, in the 06 playoffs with Carlos Beltran, who left the bat on his shoulder uh because of Adam Wainwright. And Adam Wainwright remembered it, of course. And after the game, now he struck out Jeff McNeil on basically three pitches. And Wainwright said this, which I thought was interesting. And this is such a Chipper Jones thing for him to say. He said, quote, I like nostalgia, and I felt like all Met fans wanted to see me in that bases-loaded situation. Now he struck out, again, McNeil with the bases loaded. I felt like they wanted to see me throw two curveballs and a changeup. I think it was curveball, changeup, curveball to get Beltron. Uh, he said, I felt like that was what the Mets fans wanted to see, so I gave the people what, what they, they wanted. Want. Uh, so easy to say that once is, you're up 8-0. A little, little bit of trolling. Yeah, once you there, eight, do they play again tonight? Yeah, yeah, it's a series. I'm hitting Mussina in the back. I'm hitting him right in, his, in, a, in a fatty, meaty part. <laughs> Right in the back of his ass. He was talking more about fans than he was the Mets. Yeah, don't Mets matter. Take don't matter. He, Mets hate their not, fans not, anyway. No, no, now they, they have to, now they have to protect the fans. Now they made up. When Lindor hit that bomb, they made up. Did they? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I love that guy. said, you hate your fans. Hey, uh, so I mentioned my friend Russ Banks. Shut up, Bruce Willis. Ru- Ru- Russ, Russ is a writer in New York. He, he, he wrote this last night on Twitter, which made me laugh. Carlos Beltran went from the Mets to the Giants to the Cardinals to the Yankees to the Rangers to the Astros and then was hired and fired as Mets manager, and Adam Wainwright is still pitching for the Cardinals. <laughs> it's amazing, right? <laughs> Since 2006. They were actually teammates at one point. That's crazy. Which is like like the passage of time is amazing. But to think that Wainwright is still exactly where he was 20, what, 15 years ago, <laughs> right? And Beltran has been to all these different places, including hired and fired by Mets manager without ever managing a game. From that moment, and then he had, and obviously last night, all those reminders come back. I, I don't know, man. Like, I am trying to get into both of these teams chasing a wild card at this point. Have you given up? I am just struggling with it. Just let, let you know if they make it or not. You only want to go ride. You just want to show up if they make it or not make it. No, like I said, anything. It's when it comes to the Yankees, anything can happen. Right, you always feel like that. Just anything can happen, but it's just hard for me to buy into that this year. Yeah, because even with if all the injuries, with the ineffective bullpen, with, with obviously they told with starters us this was that you don't even. Yeah, I, I mean, who are these people? They told us this was the year. That's what they told us. This was the year. They got the white well. They got the white well mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Okay, it didn't work out the first year. The second year is time to go. Britain's going to be back healthy, and all the things so went back. They looked so good in the sixty games last year, and then you know just yeah. couldn't couldn't close the deal. But yeah, this year I did feel like if Judge stays healthy, and he did. And he did. Staten stayed healthy. You just thought like maybe it comes together. DJ Lemayhew. Now you get him in the fold. He has not had a good year. Yeah. Now they're moving pieces around. He's DJ playing third now. You got Urshela playing short. They're moving Torres. 
uh, to second, which is, I would think, a message to Torres about what they think of him going forward, all the shortstops available in, you know, on the market this, this coming off season. You trade, you, maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe he needs a change. I, I think the Yankees need a change of scenery, don't you? Well, that's what I'm saying. If you said if you, they can get Trevor Story, like you said, then you know maybe they tell you know, listen, I love you, but I got to do you. It didn't well, work out. Yeah. I mean, just think, Clint Frazier bombed out, right? Sanchez bombed out. These, supposed, these those are supposed to be the baby bombers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they sell it to us, like you said. Nobody does a better job in hyping up their prospects than that of the Yankees. I mean, where's Floriel? Like, come on, can 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 we see him? I mean, I remember shaking his clammy well, hands when I was working for the other radio network in his town. But he's, he's very sweaty hands. Well, it's just, but like, he doesn't have to put any but stuff on the injury on thing has been the bugaboo around this team. I mean, Loisica is one guy you felt really good, like he's starting to develop into something that could become a closer, and then he gets hurt. Yeah. You know, the different injuries that come up. I mean, Zach Britton getting hurt. You just, who do you trust? Pitching, so important. Doc Gooden told us that. Oh, like when, when we asked Doc earlier in the show what he sees wrong with the Yankees, right? Like what is the issue with the Yankees, the first issue you come to? He went right to pitching and the inconsistency of it. Of course. And that was, you, supposed, you, and that was supposed, supposed to be the strength. Hitting comes and goes. You're going to have slumps. But, but pitching is your constant, and they just don't have it. Yeah. You have one guy that you can count on, and that's it. After that, who do you really trust? What does Chappie got? Like another year oh, left God. on his contract? You're going to ask me that with like 90 seconds left in the show? Yeah, listen, you're the one, you're the one started much. with me with the Ravens. So listen, I want to get you in a bad mood as you, you know drive I don't know. four hours back home. Yeah, it's going to be at least four hours. <laughs> Does anybody take mass transit anymore? Yeah, that's what Outside I of the city, I mean, because obviously in the city, we still do this. I'm talking about when you go into the suburbs. Those, who's, those who live in the suburbs, all of you listening in your car right now, are you looking around saying to yourself, why are these highways packed with cars? It's crazy. I've, I, this is the worst I've ever seen it. And I, I've complained about traffic in this city forever. And people must not be going to get oil changes or nothing like that because I see so many cars, cars breaking down. Like breaking down. Like, come on, son, not on the, not on the damn. Like, I need you know, to know. Trying to get on a. Did you merge. used to take mass transit? Like, did you used to take, you know, the train into the what city? What a ferry! And now you're like, I'm not doing that anymore. And you're settling with the car. And now because of it, there's more cars on the road, which means just it's just it's amazing miserable. how you can't move anymore. In this city. This is 98.7 ESPN.